Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for downloading episode 139. Today we are talking about the song Good Night by the Beatles. An often overlooked tune that I think uh, a lot of people would be surprised to even learn about, uh, especially casual fans who only know the hits. They might be surprised to learn this song even exists. It's kind of funny because yesterday we talked about War Is Over, which is another song I think a lot of Kinks fans don't even know exists. Uh, this one was released November 22nd, 1968 as the final track of the White Album which means it had the distinction of following Revolution 9. It's the only song following Revolution 9, so I think it often gets forgotten because most people have lifted the needle and gone back to the A side at that point. It was written by John, but I don't think John ever had any intention of singing it. Um, it's, It's sung by Ringo, and Ringo eventually, by the time the the song is finished, um, becomes the only Beatle actually on the track. It was written as a lullaby to John's first son, Julian, who in 1968 had this song written for him and Hey Jude written for him. So this kid is the, and was the inspiration of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Um, This kid is the inspiration for some solid music. Um, What's interesting about this one, and a lot of this, I mean, you can read, you've been able to read about it for years, but we hadn't heard it until now is that at one point before this song was given the lush Walt Disney treatment that we know now, the song featured guitar work, um, much like the style of Dear Prudence and Julia, as well as backing vocals by the other three Beatles. And you can listen on the 2018 reissue of the White Album. They actually include some outtakes from the Goodnight Sessions, and you can hear them working out the, the background vocals and the guitar parts and stuff. And then they just kind of abandon it. And I wish the concept was fleshed out a bit more and expanded on as it would have been a perfect conclusion to the album and been a more like, uh, I don't know. It would have added to the continuity of the album because for the most part, we don't have a whole lot of lush, densely orchestrated, tunes on this song i mean they're all they're all orchestra glass onions got strings and savoy truffles got the saxes and and you know they've got they've all got stuff on them you know honey pie's got the little jazz band stuff but this one is like above and beyond this is lush 1930s disney film you know schmaltzy stuff on purpose. That was the idea. This is a lullaby, and it's supposed to have that childlike um, feel, and it should sound like it's from a movie or something. That was the intent. But had it also included those Dear Prudence guitar lines and the background vocals, I think it would have really ended this album on an even stronger note. And I don't know. It just feels like it would have been for continuity's sake, I think it would have been a more impactful song. But who cares? They weren't necessarily going for impactful. They were going for a specific thing. And 
and I respect that. Um, like I said, though, you can listen to those outtakes. They're rough. I'm not saying that the Beatles had thrown out, you know, because level um, background vocals. They were still working it out, and I don't think they got to a point where it was completed or, you know, release ready. Recording began June 28th, 1968, with five takes of Ringo and John being recorded. And then a few days later, on July 2nd, Ringo recorded a new lead vocal, and the and that's when the band adds their backing vocals. And that's takes 6 through 15. Now remember that number, 15. Then uh, a couple weeks later, 20 days later, July 22nd, 1968, the band scrapped all the previous work they'd done on this song. And we've talked about just in the 70 episodes we've devoted to just the Beatles, it's amazing how many times I've said, then they threw all that work away and started over. It's really amazing. Um, and, you know, we've heard a lot of the the outtakes and stuff, and sometimes they were right to do it. Sometimes maybe, you know, they were on a better path before. But it's it's really amazing. You know, you talk about the level of ego in that band. They're the biggest band in the world. They've got four very big, very different personal- personalities. Um, but none of their egos were so out of control that they couldn't take a song and go, you know, I, I don't think that's working. Let's start again. You know, it was, it was always in service of the music. And that's something that a lot of bands can't attest to, you know, that they don't have that philosophy. Um, and for it to be on a throwaway song like this, this was never going to be a single. This was always destined to be what it was, what it is. But to still be like, no, we can do this better. I mean, that's a that's a work ethic and a level of confidence in your own songwriting or musicianship that I think a lot of bands aspire to have and just come close. Don't even come close. So remember I said, uh, remember the number 15. They decide to start from scratch on the 22nd, but start with take 23. So what happens to take 16 through 22? Did it never exist? Was it just misnumbered? Nobody knows. But for all intents and purposes, those takes don't exist. It jumps from 15 to 23. Um, the first 12 takes of the day were the orchestra. So George Martin took from that previous recording session with the background vocals and all that kind of stuff, George Martin took what was then considered the best recording and took it home and wrote out the arrangement. And then July 22nd, they come back and just lay down the arrangement. They don't superimpose it on the original recordings. They just start from scratch with just the orchestra. And then after that, they add the children's choir. And then after that, they add Ringo's lead vocal. Um, and then they're done. And that's at the point that Ringo is the only Beatle to appear on the recording. It is what it is. There's some pretty chord changes. It's a beautiful melody. Uh, John Lennon was very disparaging of himself as far as being uh, a melodic songwriter. But he ends both sides of this double album, the White Album. He ends the first disc with Julia. He ends the second disc with Goodnight. And uh, just proving that he has this ability to write beautiful ballads. And it's the same guy that wrote 
everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey, who's now writing this beautiful melody and chord progression and all that, you know, this lullaby. So it is what it is. Like I said, I think it gets missed because of its location. You've got six or seven minutes, however long it is, of Revolution 9's weirdness. Um, I think for a lot of people, the White Album ends at Cry Baby Cry, and that's fine. That's also a suitable ending. But it is there, and, and it's a it's a solid piece of of craft, I think, you know, it, it, it's set out to make, it, it is set out with a, an intent and a goal and it achieves it. And Ringo's voice is perfect for this kind of, I couldn't picture John singing this song. I think, uh, Ringo's vocal quality is what makes this song palatable. Any, any other member of the band, Paul would make a schmaltzy John. I don't, I can't, I just can't see it. Um, and I don't think George would do it. But anyway, Ringo did it, and it's fine. That's good night. Let me know what you think. Give me a call, 925-494-1739. I will include your voicemail on a future episode of the podcast. Or you can email me, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. And as always, you can go to herohabit.com and get all the information you need about this podcast and all the other stuff we're doing there. There's a lot going on at Hero Habit. If you haven't visited our site, um, joined our community which uh is you know slow growing but you can be there helping us grow faster let's talk i know a lot of you listen get over there and let's start talking with each other um i would love to have you there um but anyway visit herohabit.com and i will talk to you guys tomorrow take care This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.